don't, um, don't delay. Um, this is awesome because I started the recording. Welcome to Learn It From a Layman, <laughs> where we, uh, we start mid-sentence and we do not feel ashamed about it. I am Carl Christensen, and that uh, uh, babbling that you heard was Timothy Cox. Actually, you heard my wife, and I'll thank you to speak of her with respect. <laughs> I was talking about your babbling. Bethany obviously always says meaningful things. So. The, the worst thing you can say about me right now is that I make plans with my wife and then change them. <laughs> think that make it into the recording? Uh, yeah, yeah, it all did. Okay, so we're going to do a short podcast today about um, uh, mar- uh, marriage tips, or essentially uh, tips on how to uh, stay happy in your marriage, uh, hopefully. Um, this is obviously coming from our male perspective, um, so take everything with a grain of salt. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something clever to say in response to that that won't be like brutish, boorish, or offensive. <laughs> but um, I'm just, yeah, I, I you got nothing. I got nothing. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, yeah, so uh, I think uh, I think we'll just start there. I think that's a good place to start. So, Tim, um, give us uh, give us a tip on how to uh, to stay happily married. Okay, so, like, here's the thing. Um, I I just want to, like, give my mindset. I think that everyone, all of us growing up, have, like, to varying degrees, misconceptions about relationships, what they're like and how they're supposed to work because of the stories that we see in movies and books and so forth, which are kind of follow this real simple arc of, you know, attraction, maybe conflict, and then resolution, and then happy ending, you know, the gen- generally the, the storyline is, you figure it out, and then everything's bliss, and, and you're happy at the end, and I think it really oversimplifies the way that relationships work, which they don't follow that kind of arc, they're, you know, more like a plant that you have to constantly maintain, and that sometimes loses leaves and sometimes needs some pruning and sometimes you have to dump manure on it or whatever to, you know, but you have to work hard to keep it going. That's probably not a very good metaphor, but uh, whatever. So you need to dung your marriage? Is that what you said? <laughs> Done. Er, <no>. Dung. Dung. <laughs> um, indeed. But, but no, so, so with that in mind, um, I think one thing that uh, one tip that I would give is talk about how you feel. Um, And that sounds like really super simple and stuff, but I think actually a lot of times it's not done. We, we oftentimes will not talk about how we feel, um, but, or, and we'll kind of bottle it up until we're so angry or offended or upset or whatever. Then it just kaboom comes out and, and we got big argument or conflict. If you can talk about what you feel honestly and openly early on, it uh, helps a lot. 
And there's one thing that I think actually, Bethany, you're the one who taught me this. The um, you're the one who taught me the like the um, what's it called? The this is a great podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I sound so articulate. No, it's the um, I, no, I feel what is it? The the, the I statements. Thank you. Yes. So I statements. See, the thing is. You, you can't say you're bothering me or you're, you made me mad um, or you're doing this because that's accusatory and it throws up walls of resentment and defensiveness. But if you talk about it and you say, you know, when you said that, I felt um, I felt like you, you know, you know, I, I felt put off or or when when you did this or when you didn't this do this, I felt like, you know, you had forgotten me or, or like you weren't thinking about me. But if you talk about it in terms of how you feel, um, it allows you to bring up those things and express and talk about the problems that inevitably come up without attacking your partner and turning it into a big old conflict. It can still be kind of tricky to navigate, but that's a great place to start. I statements, they call them. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, so communication um, and the way they communicate. Those are good ones. Um, uh, I think that's an important uh, skill to be practicing before marriage as well. Uh, I don't think you can necessarily change the way you communicate and how often you communicate right at the flip of a switch. So make sure that you're um, practicing communicating well with other people in your life. Um, okay, Girl, so when, when you said that, I felt stop talking like <laughs> oh, so sad. <laughs> uh, yo, uh, yeah. Um, okay, so hey. it's my turn now. I um, statemented you. <laughs> uh, I, so the, the most important thing to me uh, in, in my marriage has been uh, viewing my wife as the number one priority, um, it, and in every situation. So, and you can think of it like this. So, because uh, most, you know, if you think back to when you were single, most of us had a priority. It, maybe it was school, maybe it was work, maybe it was a sport, maybe it was you know, whatever it was that you had. Like that was your number one priority. And everything that kind of got in the way of that or caused a problem kind of changed your mood, made you grouchy, made you angry, um, because that's what you wanted. You wanted to do that one thing, right? Uh, at least there have been times in your life, you know, for me, at some point it was swimming, at some point it was, um, you know, uh, college. So you just wanted to um, make sure that that thing got done and got done well, and it was your number one priority. So in marriage, um, it's easy to think that at first and then kind of move on from that and start thinking about yourself and what you want to do with your day and what you want to do with your life, and your wife kind of starts uh, settling back somewhere in the priorities a priority list um, where it should always be the number one priority should always be the thing that you think of. Okay, um, how does everything else fit around my wife? Because that's um, including yourself, right? Including your own personal um, wants. And uh, so if you uh, view it that way and uh, then everything else is really quite easy because it, it's happy. You, you, <laughs> If your wife is happy, you are then by uh, consequence, by, by result, um, uh, also happy. So, yeah. Yeah. And it um, 
that can be tricky because it shows up in different ways. It, it, making your spouse a priority um, might ju- might show up in in um, any conflict that you have where they want to go one way and you go want to go the other. Right. And we we all find ourselves, I think, being pretty darn stubborn, in at least in certain situations. And it's kind of hard to swallow it and say, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you do it your way, and I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna hold it against you. Sometimes we'll be like, well, fine, do what you want, but I'm gonna right. be resentful, you right. know. And um, if you can really let go and say, you know what, you're my number one priority, and so I'm gonna let you do what makes you happy even though it's not what I want, when you can get to that kind of selfless moment, um, it, uh, yeah, that, that builds a relationship. Yeah. I think it also is important. Like you said before communication. Um, so because, you know, just because your wife is your number one priority doesn't mean that she's not going to want things that you don't want. And, uh, uh and it's hard to always be self, uh, self selfless, and so as long as you're communicating well and she's also putting you uh, as her type priority, then marriage is, your marriage is going to go well. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, communication there as well. Um, I think of something recently with my wife. She was trying to plan our vacation in one way. I was trying to think of it in a different way. And, uh, and so, you know, we both uh, communicated, figured out a best solution um, in what could have been a, a bit of a tricky situation. So, yeah. And one thing that helps is to make like a spreadsheet and kind of keep track of kind of, you know, selfless points and see who's <laughs> kind of giving the most. Yeah, exactly. Who's who winning more. Yeah. You know, yep. Hey, you're a little low this week. Um, you know, you owe me. Good. Uh, yep. Yep. You need to make sure that you score keep in marriage. Um, yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> that That is actually my next point is don't keep score. <laughs> Be, and and I see this happen in relationships all the time, and and it's not always like a literal points thing, but a lot of times, what what will happen is we'll remember. We remember. Well, hey, there's this that time where I gave up this, or where you didn't give up this, and then the next time a conflict comes around, all those come out as evidence. Exhibit A, B, and C, and um, we kind of marshal all of our memories in our favor to, to win the argument and, and we're keeping score. Um, and, and what that shows is that basically shows that our, it, it's making our love and our respect conditional. You know, we're, we're saying, Hey, my, my input in this relationship depends on, on your input and it, it's conditional. So you better give and take, and that's not the best foundation for a relationship. It's a great relationship for a business contract or whatever, but you don't want your marriage to be like that. You're, or you want it to be, it, it needs to be truly unconditional. So you have to forget and let go. You have to forgive those past faults. You, you can't bring them back up as evidence. Um, if you do, you're, you're, um, sabotaging your own relationship to fulfill yeah. your short-sighted pride and desire to win the argument. Yeah. Yeah. I have a case. Uh, so I have a scenario where I haven't done this, but I've certainly felt the, um, the desire to, to score keep and, and yet to bring up old things. So we uh, live in California, like I've mentioned in podcasts in the past. Uh, and my wife, when we moved, wanted to get a backyard pool. 
so wanted to buy a home with a backyard pool. And I, I didn't necessarily at first want to do that, right? I wanted, uh, I knew that it was going to be a fair amount of work. And I said, you know what? I'd rather just have pool access, you know, somewhere where there's a, a community pool. I don't want to have to deal with that. But she, that was something that she wanted. And so I said, sure, you know, let's, okay, let's do it. And in the few years that we've lived here now, the pool is at sometimes a nightmare. And I find myself sometimes when I'm the one out there dealing with it, blaming my wife that somehow she got us into this and it's her fault. And uh, if she hadn't asked for a pool, um, luckily I'm able to reel myself back in and realize, okay, like, uh, it's not like I wasn't also party to this. Um, it's, uh, she didn't buy the house, uh, you know, without my consent. And, and, uh, and so, yeah, it's, it's sometimes it's really easy to fall into that trap and you just need to realize, um, you know, that it's give and take. Um, and, uh, and yeah, she, I'm sure has things where I, the same things happen the other way. So you got to, you know, uh, think about things from her point of view and, and, uh, and yeah, not, not score keep. Yeah. And, and there's a double loss in cases like that where, where you have made a sacrifice for your relationship. Um, I, I think sometimes that's a, a, a view we, we lose track of. Um, if we, if we can think of the things we care about as the things that we sacrifice for, think about your kids, right? You sacrifice for your kids because you care about them and you love them. Not because, you know, you plan on getting an equal amount of. Oh, well, that's, no, that's, that's what I'm planning on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Kids are investing. <laughs> but, but, you know, it, that's not that's a nice plus, right. but it's not yeah. the purpose. And, and same with our relationships. And so when when we take those sacrifices and, and turn them into strikes, you know, um, it, something that could have fed the relationship becomes instead so, uh, a wound to fester and and. You know that's that's sure. a sad loss. Good. Yeah, that's a uh, good point. Okay, so my next tip then is um, to uh, to build your wife up, uh, and that can come in a number of different ways. Um, so for guys, <laughs> it's often very easy to make us happy. Uh, okay, I guess I'm speaking for myself, but I also, a number of other guys that I know as well. If you feed us, give us physical affection, um, and uh, respect, let us, let us watch uh, some sports sometimes. Um, we're, ha we're happy. <laughs> uh, for girls, I think that's often, at least, multi a little more multifaceted. Um, you need to be able to uh, tell them that you trust them, that you love them, tell them that they're good at things, uh, recognize the things that they do. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that's important um, to make her uh, happy in your marriage. And once again, if you're, she's your top priority and she's happy, then you're doing well in your marriage. So uh, building her up, and obviously that can be, you know, in little notes or flowers, lots, like I said, lots of different ways to show your love, but also more than just showing love, it's also just letting her know the ways in which she's good and the things that she does well and the things that she's, um, you know, uh, impressive at and, and uh, yeah, you know, ways, ways you admire her. Right. So I think that's important. That's something I often forget to do. And that's, that's something I think, once again, speaking for guys, broadly it's something that's not necessarily natural um i don't ever tell tim he does something good right because i don't i can't think of anything 
Yeah, um, well, I don't. I try to avoid it, especially in your presence. Right, exactly. So, uh, I mean, guys don't generally go around complimenting each other. Yeah. And so uh, once you're married and you realize that you you need to compliment your wife, it's not natural. It's not like you're constantly in the habit of uh, realizing how to, to give a compliment. So, um, but that's, I think, something that's it's very important for women to, to feel that recognition and that respect and that... Uh, and that's something that uh, that they deserve. And and probably going off of that, there, I think there's lots of ways we can bend to our um, to our spouse's, you know, interests and and desires. You know, if you know, it's not like you have to like everything that your spouse likes, but yep. it's healthy to take an interest in what they're doing, offer to help in a project, ask questions about something they like. Um, but you know, you, you weave your lives together and, and you don't have to just have an innate interest in something to, you know, enjoy something, you know, watch movies that maybe wouldn't be your first choice and, you know, maybe, um, read a book that, uh, that your spouse recommends or something like that. Yeah. And, and don't, don't do it begrudgingly and, and said like, if you can, uh, afterwards tell them oh you know that was that was interesting that was there were some good things i learned there so thank you you know that's once again building them up letting them know that you that you're appreciating the 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 things that they're doing the things they're bringing to your marriage so. these are some good ideas i should do all this. <laughs> yes as guys also these tips uh, um we know that we are um well, often single track minded, uh, and so it's hard to remember all of these things. So maybe write them down somewhere and, uh, you know, uh, practice. Yeah. All right. Anything else, Tim? Any other tips that you wanted to share? You know, I think I had one other one and then I forgot it. So it's just going to have to, you know, be a mystery. You can just go away pondering what is that last key idea that will save my relationship and um right if you can find it then good on you <laughs> all right so my last piece of advice is to sometimes still be romantic um you know do things that are that she will find romantic sexy fun exciting um you know things that uh, that probably were fun and when you were dating um Probably not the well, maybe sometimes the same things, but not always the same things. But just things that are uh, ways that she can um, feel that you still view her as a romantic partner as well, uh, not just a convenience and necessity type of scenario, but that you um, have that that romance alive because that's important. Um, you got to keep that uh, current, and uh, as as you age, that changes. Uh, the way that you uh, can express your love, but um, you know, make sure that uh, that you do things together that uh, that show that you are in love with her, and and uh, and that that is um, you know that's meaningful to you. Cool. Well said. All right. All right. So uh, hopefully. Um, one of these tips uh, saves your marriage, or maybe your marriage shouldn't need saving. But hopefully, none of these ruin your marriage. Jeez. <laughs>
if they yeah if they do then uh send, send tim your counseling bill um that's right i you'll get a full refund <laughs> all right uh so for those of you that are married out there and those of you that are yet to be married um go to and do important um self i don't know what i'm trying to say tim finish my sentence <laughs> Um, send us a check. Send us, send us money. Good. All right. Uh, well, that'll be our podcast for tonight. Tim, thank you for not babbling as much as you sometimes do. Um, <laughs> Bethany, as you're, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry for all the things I haven't done and also for all the things I have done, but poorly and, and all uh, the things that you plan on doing and will That's do in right. the future, even if you don't plan on them. In the words of the great Possum Lodge motto, I'm a man, but I can change if I have to, I guess. <laughs> uh, that's a good way to go. All right. <laughs> we will see you back next podcast. Adios. Adios.